ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio working yeah we're working okay perfect i see people ted you're good nice suit awesome thank you kate thank you key i appreciate it and i appreciate you being here for the show brother all right so folks now we can actually have introductions now we can have a show og will is back ivy is here looking amazing in her green dress amy is here looking amazing in her black dress and crowbar is here hanging with us and uh you look amazing in your tank brother we're <laughs> we're here doing this our is thing. the one that i'm actually not i'm actually not in a suit and, and a dress shirt and in sweat clothes uh, you know <laughs> yeah. what listen brother you posted a you posted a new promo today i believe right that that had you just taking a swig and and already it's getting some attention man you're doing great stuff with this new character of yours brother yeah it's fun. A lot of fun. And uh, actually, yeah. I, you know, used uh, COVID to turn a negative into a positive. And it's been a whole lot of fun over, over the past year. You know, most people over the years never were aware that I could do promos or anything like that because it was never in the crowbar character spot to do stuff like that. And uh, yeah. I, I'd been toying around with that idea for a while. And uh, I, f- I forget when it was last, was it May or June? I, I just started point around and i did one and uh it got a good reaction and it was a lot of fun I, wrestling is always fun i freaking love wrestling uh and it just gave me an outlet over, over this lockdown period and uh to develop something that it seems like people like yeah man the the character the timeless character is fantastic i fell in love with it as soon as i saw some of the new promos that you'd been putting out brother um i, I was i was um very honored that that you uh you had asked me for my input at one point um on one of the highlight reels and and that that meant a lot to me uh quite a lot to me to to have my opinion heard about something like that as a nobody because i'm a nobody i'm just a commentator you know <laughs> you're a gemini though so you like to not at all group. yeah <laughs> oh does he <laughs> Trust me, I know. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ivy, for putting me out there. Uh, <laughs> Welcome, my dear. So, um, so for for our fans out there who are our new our newest <coughs> fans uh, in the wrestling industry, people that um, are fans of you know maybe they just got involved, they're in their twenties, they're in their their teens. Um, I want to talk about the fact that that the man sitting here with us today, Crowbar, has wrestled in every major organization around the world. <laughs> he's 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 a he's been in WWF as Devin Storm. He's been in WCW as both Devin Storm and Crowbar. If I'm correct, is that accurate? Yes. And then uh, and uh, a few manifestations of Devin Storm too. Uh, the really <laughs> cheesy one with the mullet to the <laughs> Not so cheesy one with the uh, longer hair and then the dark haired uh, Devin Storm pri- prior to them making me into crowbar. Yeah. And, and, and then you, uh, I mean, you, you won the WCW tag team championships with David Flair, right? Yes. Uh, you're a w- yep. former WCW cruiserweight champion. 
Yes. And uh, you're an NWA hardcore. tag team champion. And right? WCW hardcore as well. Wow. <laughs> See, I missed one. I missed one. So my stock is up now. <laughs> You're supposed to do your damn research, Ted. You're supposed to do your research. Look at you. Technical difficulties, not knowing what the heck you're doing tonight. Listen, the, the, the beautiful ladies on the show are distracting me tonight. I can't help it. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it's everything going yeah, on uh-huh. around me. See? I know. Will, Will and Ivy are really distracting right yep, now. It is what it is. <laughs> hey, yep. me. So Amy, don't start. You know, you're my, my, you're my WCW and my women crush Wednesday. Look at you. Look, <laughs> Look at, at her. You. Isn't she adorable? <laughs> she is. She is. Um, and then oh, you man. you also took a trip over to uh, to TNA, right? And you were the Tempest in yeah. TNA, and you were with uh, you were with James yes. Mitchell there, right? Yes, I was. So yeah. so you've had you've had a wide ranging career, brother. <laughs> you've been you've literally been everywhere. Yeah. You've literally done it all. Um, I mean, you whenever and and I don't know that I've seen you do a whole ton of these podcasts, so we're very we're very pleased that you uh, that you came on with us tonight. Uh, but I'm sure one of the big questions that you that you get is, uh, what was it like working with David Flair, and, and and did you have to carry him a whole lot? Where was he at that point? Um, talk to us a little bit a little bit about your work with him, brother. I had been working on the WCW Saturday Night Show as uh, Devin Storm, mm-hmm. dark hair Devin Storm, kind of gothy looking, and I, at that time I was being groomed to be the next cruiserweight that would be brought up like the new cruiserweight guy that was kind of developed on a Saturday night show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had appeared there years prior as Devin Storm, blonde hair, bodysuit, young and green, uh, literally and also outfit wise. And uh, I had been doing this cruiserweight thing again, being groomed to be brought up as an aggressive cruiserweight that did high flying maneuvers, but also, implemented like chairs and guardrails and stuff like that more uh heart hardcore-esque types at that time david flair was on uh with the main shows and for whatever reason he was popping a rating going going around backstage acting like a freaking nut uh stalking women black people with a crowbar yada 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 but the issue was David was not a strong in-ring performer, not at all. Uh, so as I got the story, and this is still what I hear to say, uh, I, I was up in Colorado, and uh, I had flown in for the, WC, the WCW Saturday night show, which would take place on either Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember exactly, but the night before was uh, Nitro, and I had arrived walked into the hotel bar slash restaurant, leather jacket on. I had my hair all down and supposedly Vince Russo saw me. I I caught his eye and uh, I got his attention there. He further researched it according to myth that, uh, uh, and saw that I could wrestle and what I could do. And they came up with the idea. Let's put him with David Flair. We could put them in there as a tag team. That way we could get, David from the backstage actually in the ring and his partner could do the majority of the work for him. So that was actually his lack of in-ring ability actually gave me this shot from the Saturday night show mm-hmm. up to the main roster, not as a cruiserweight, but as a character. Got it. And uh, yeah. And yeah, so it was a 
cool, cool story. And then uh, I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, I, I hadn't met David Pryor. Uh, I figured that perhaps because he was Ric Flair's son, might have an ego, might have whatever. And I got to meet him. Super great, humble guy. He knew his limitations. He was eager to learn. He was eager to let me teach him. And he was excited for the pairing. So mm. it was a whole lot of fun working with him and Daphne. We were three kids just having a great time there. And uh, it was actually one of the most fun times during my whole stint in 30 years of, of uh, professional wrestling. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, a lot of fun. You said, uh, you said that you, you know, you got noticed by, by Vince, by Russo. Um, I've, I've had a lot of mixed reviews from people that I've talked to that have worked with Vince Russo, brother. Tell, tell us your impression of Vince Russo. Vince was great to me. Uh, he, he came up with it and with, well, there's a fork in order. There's always what ifs. Mm-hmm. What if I would have just continued on that cruiserweight route and been birthed in, into the cruiserweight division, worked with the likes of Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, guys like that, or mm-hmm. this character route? Both are great. Uh, I'm real happy that I got to do the crowbar character. Uh, he came up on set, but actually gave me a lot of freedom to develop all the isms of this character. Uh, he, he would often have me run my ideas by him and he was pretty agreeable to almost everything I said. So he gave me a lot of creative freedom with this character, which was just a lot of fun. And, you know, when you're playing a crazy person, there's really no right or wrong. So you can be as evil, crazy as you want, or goofy, crazy. And, uh, it initially started out as more of a, sadistic crazy character and it morphed as we kind of been turned more baby faces it was more of a crazy fun character and i often explain this to people when i was playing that crazy crumble with the happy grinning face that that was really chris ford that was chris ford in in wcw i can't believe i'm there i'm having a blast it's a lot of fun and I get to play this absolutely ridiculous off-the-wall character while still being allowed to showcase my in-ring ability. So that was, I, I, I feel like when I was doing that part of the, that character where it had its evil moments, but that happy-go-lucky, crazy, funny character, that was really me there. That was a 25-year-old Chris Ford having a time of his life. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to... Uh... I want to make sure my colleagues all get an opportunity to ask some uh, ask some questions here. I'm going to go to uh, the temptress witch first here. Ivy, what do you have for for crowbar? Of course, you're going to go to me first. <laughs> Always. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so first of all, the temptress mm-hmm. meets the tempest. So I'm pretty <laughs> excited about that. I kind of love that. that like, I noticed that, that a while that back, works. and I was like, you Ooh, did your I homework. Like that. <laughs> I did do my homework. Um, I was so, Tempest you know, for uh, a couple weeks. <laughs> a, a couple weeks? Yeah, that's it. I've, I've been the Temptress Witch now for I don't know, however long it's been since Ted decided to give me the name. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, um, you know, you talked a little bit about how um, you worked with, God, every federation out there. Um, if you had to narrow it down, which, which fed do you think was your, your most favorite one to work for? 
not necessarily in terms of which one did the most for your career, but overall, just where did you find yourself fitting in and feeling more at home in? WCW was probably the most fun. Got to work with, I actually got to share a locker room with and work with guys that I grew, grew up watching, which it, it, I always say when I do podcasts or, or uh, interviews, it's not fashionable to say in <laughs> wrestling, but at my age, I really don't care. Uh, I love wrestling, and it was awesome being in, in the same locker room with these guys and then actually having the opportunity to discuss a match with these guys and go out and do a match on TV. It was awesome, mind-blowing experience, and, and a lot of fun. Uh, ECW was cool. I really wasn't ready to be there. I was still very young, very, very green, but the energy and the environment there was awesome. Uh, and I actually had a lot of fun with a promotion called the WWWA, which happened after WCW closed. And they actually gave me a lot of creative freedom with my matches with Sabu that I had there and with Norman Smiley doing crazy hardcore spots. And, you know, they just, they just pretty much let us do what we wanted to do. And, and it was a whole <laughs> lot of fun. And uh, WWE, I, I, I had some um, um, matches there probably between TV and uh, Darks, maybe 20 matches or so. But I got to work at the Garden, which is awesome. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so oh, yeah. all, all those feds had very, very special things. But I'd say WCW was the best, you know, as yeah, far as all. Over- sure. Over, as far as overall experiences go and just having a great time and just being able to share share the ring with guys that I grew up watching was pretty awesome. Yeah, I absolutely, I love your response to that, especially because I feel like, you know, every wrestling fan kind of always has that, like, you know, that dream of, like, if you're, if you're in the business, you would love to be able to work with the people that you've looked up to. So absolutely. I think it's awesome. And I really, I really like, you know, the way that you touched on that because I feel like some people don't always, go in there because they don't want to make it seem like you know they've been starstruck or you know fangirling out per se but i think that's great i love it everybody no one wants to put it over over that they're starstruck. i just enjoyed myself (laughs) the whole whole time i didn't give a shit i just had fun that's fantastic absolutely that's fantastic i have uh i have a question here from kevin key um who is uh, the fan of the Philly Fan Sports Podcast, actually. He's, he's enjoying the show right now. Uh, his first question is actually uh, Gargano with the Iron Man cosplay versus Ivy with the Poison Ivy cosplay. Who did it better? I think it's obviously Ivy, guys, right? Like, she, she's definitely way better than Gargano, <laughs> right? Uh, also, guys, oh, uh, thank you. Crowbar, the, the question specifically for you was uh, which, okay. which Vince was crazier to work for? Vince McMahon or Vince Russo? I, I had a great relationship with Vince Russo. Uh, Vince McMahon, when I was there, I was either doing darks or just heavyweight stuff, nothing really big. So I, I really had minimal interaction with Vince McMahon. So I have to say it was great working with Vince. Uh, all my experiences with him was great. He's an awesome dude. And uh, yeah, Vince McMahon, I we had minimal, minimal interaction with. Got it. Got it. All right. I want to go to, uh, to ref Amy, Amy, I'm coming to you next year. So I like to ask the beginning question. So what's got you started in wrestling? Were you always a fan or did you kind of like just fall into the business through like chance? Um, I have early childhood memories of my brother and 
my dad, my brother, 10 years older than me, watching wrestling late at night. And we lived in a little Cape Cod and my bedroom was kind of diagonal to the living room. And, and, and if I was able to fake that I fell asleep, I'd be able to crawl to the edge of the bed the opposite way and kind of watch diagonally <laughs> through. And, uh, and I, I was always a huge fan and that's something that just grew and it got to the point where being a fan wasn't enough. And uh, I, I had to find a wrestling school. I had to do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I identify a lot with that because that, that was kind of like me up until this year with, when the pandemic hit. I just was always a fan, always had like the what ifs in my brain. Like, what if I actually did a school? And then the pandemic hit and I was like, you know what? The world's ending. Might as well join a wrestling school. And then that's, awesome. that's how I found CCW. So, yeah. And it's been uphill cool. from there. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Except Bravo, you, you except you didn't get to work this week for your favorite your favorite star coming in. I'm just gonna just gonna put that yeah, out there for all you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Took a year, but COVID finally got me. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're all pulling for Amy over there. She seems to be really struggling as she uh as she t- kicks one back there. <laughs> As she, yeah. while, while she has COVID over there, but uh, but but that meant that Amy could not go and uh, and officiate while the Brazilian Wonder Woman was there for W uh, for yeah, WCW mm-hmm. for uh, for CCW this this past weekend. <laughs> but good news, folks, she'll be on our show next week. Uh, so mm-hmm. that being said, I want to go to to the OG. <laughs> I want to go to my uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Will Donardo. What do you have for Crowbar? Oh. Ted oh. had a ticker. <laughs> no, I, kinda, I missed what I missed what you said there, man. Oh man, I said I said my my partner in crime. I'm coming to you for uh for your for your question for crowbar. All right. Well, my you'd mentioned working with uh, Sabu, who is one of my. I'm, I grew up right outside of South Philly, so ECW has been one of my favorite. Uh, federations to to watch and stuff but uh you said you got to work with sabu i'm curious as to who were some of your favorite people to, to work with in the in the industry uh without question sabu would be one of the top guys uh we had very similar styles but when we worked i always thought that if you had two guys doing the same exact thing or too similar of a style the match just was too busy. So when I worked with Sabu, I would resort to more throws and suplexes and holds and just being a heel. And I would let him do more of the aerial stuff, you know, because that's his forte. He was the guy that was known for that way more than me. And I, I would still do some high, high flying stuff, but leave most of it to him. Uh, he was actually the guy that launched my uh, independent career i had been working new jersey independence new jersey new york pennsylvania and then uh an independent promoter at the time dennis carluzzo booked me in a few matches with boo and uh they got a lot of hype they got a lot of good publicity and that's really what skyrocketed me up on the independent scene at that time uh fast forward years later wcw is over and uh me and sabu meet up again for the WWWA, uh, we had a match in Las Vegas. You could find that on YouTube. It's on, uh, you, know, you know, somebody has it up there. And then following that match, we had a cage match where we did a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, that place holds a special spot in my heart because I knew uh, 
two and a half months beforehand that we would be shooting for that cage. So when you watch that match, that's something that I planned for two and a half months. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Sabu. I knew, I know all his moves start to finish. <laughs> I know what he likes to get in. And I just, uh, in my head, created this wild match. And uh, with Sabu, of course, and to actually see it, you know, uh, transpire and uh, on, on a major show, that was a really cool thing. Uh, I grew up a huge Terry Funk fan. Uh, so being able to wrestle Terry Funk on Starcade, which was WCW's <laughs> version of WrestleMania for all intents and purposes, yeah. for the mm-hmm. hardcore belt was just mind, just mind blowing. Uh, awesome match. And it used to be up on YouTube. Somebody took it down. One of my favorite WCW matches was with uh, Alan Funk, who went on to be Kiwi. Uh, and we had a great match on like their C or D show called Worldwide. And I had a lot of fun on that show. Guys like Alan Funk, Mike Sanders. Uh, it's just really hard to pick out one. There's so many guys I enjoyed working with. Uh, after WCW, I and and even to this day, I became very close friends with Danny Doring and Roadkill, and uh, we got to work after WCW, after ECW, and like beat the shit out of each other in in like a, the best way possible. <laughs> and uh, when you work with somebody that you're friends with and that you have a strong bond with, you just tend to go all out more, and if you lay in a shot a little harder than before. It's fine. And uh, yeah, it's like, those are, are the ones that really jump out. If you want to talk about pure fun during a match uh, for WWWA before Sabu, before I, I was programmed with Sabu, I did several matches with Norman Smiley. And uh, you'll ask anybody in the business. He is the nicest guy in the wrestling business, bar none. And uh, we had just had so much fun work, working together. He's such a wonderful guy, wonderful human being. Whenever I go down to Florida with the family and we vacation there, I try my best to go and visit him. Or he comes to Disney to visit us at, at the resort or something. Just an all-around great guy. And I really enjoyed where every night was so much fun with him. It was awesome. Awesome. Very yeah, cool. Um... And just recently, and then uh, and this in a recent memory, I had a – a few matches with Joey Janela, and uh, we killed each other, and that's all always fun as well. You know? <laughs> that's that's awesome because the funny thing is, uh, when Ted and I had first started this, he gave me some homework to do yeah. because I grew up during during the uh, the ruthless aggression era, so I missed all of you. So he gave me homework to do to watch every Starcade starting at 1990, that's and right. just go mm-hmm. through. So I I got to see the match that you had with Terry Funk. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. I'm like, Terry's always been one of my favorites growing up too. So, and being able to meet you at the same time is it's. We talked oh, about fan, you, uh, like fangirling and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> are you having a fangirl moment? A little bit. Uh, <laughs> this is why I can only come on the show like once or twice a year. No, it's because you're. It's because your you're soon to be wife. And I love it. It's because your soon to be wife won't let you come on anymore, brother. Let's let's be real. Let's be really real. 
by the way, folks. By the way, folks, Mr. Will Donardo is getting married next weekend. <laughs> Not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. So. Oh, man. So, congratulations. Mm. Congratulations. As, as a married man, I, I want to tell you that I'm, I'm very, very happy for you, and I love you <laughs> and Alicia very much, and that it's not too late to run away. Uh- Listen, Alicia's not listening anyway, so we're good. It's all right. You know? <laughs> we're good. All right, next we're good. thing you know, she's going to want to roll up and kick my ass. <laughs> <sighs> she's in the chat right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> the one time she decides to watch the damn show. Oh, man. Well, Crowbar, I want to ask you, um, one of my favorite matches that I've I've uh, seen you in, and, and admittedly, um, as I got more and more interested in your new timeless character, which I would love for you to, to go in a little more detail about uh, before we, we jump into the WrestleMania predictions here. Um, I, uh, I, I was doing my homework and I'm watching through some of your, through me, some of your stuff. And, you know, because you have multiple names, it's like, okay, so now you, first you search up Devin storm on WWE network back when you could still do that before it moved to Peacock. <laughs> and then you look up crowbar. Well, one of the things that I noticed, um, one of the first matches I noticed that really caught my eye was you and Conan on Monday night nitro, um, tearing yep. it up. Um, Conan still in his pink, you know, his pink and black attire. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, and that match, I love that match. I watched that match like two or three times is because I found it. I found the storytelling to be really, really good between the two of you. You guys obviously had some, some good chemistry. Um, and that, that had to have been a big spot for you, being on the A show, working with one of the biggest Absolutely. stars coming out of Mexico. Tell us a little bit about that experience, brother. And that was back when Nitro was only one hour. Yep. And on that same show was Arn, Arn Anderson, Hulk Hogan. It, it was mind-blowing. And in the stands, they sh- actually show it during our match was George Steinbrenner was there, which is kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> and Conan was like, Hulk Hogan in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So him being brought in was a huge deal. It was for the title that they called the Mexican heavyweight title. I, I was a 22 year old guy, uh, still full time in college at the time, flying out mm-hmm. to do Monday Nitro, which was kind of mind blowing. And uh, Conan was super cool. Uh, like I said, Hulk Hogan in Mexico could have given me minimal stuff in that match. He gave me a, whole bunch of cool stuff to do caught me on some wild dives and he really wanted to go out there and tear it up whenever i see him on social media or actually in in person or both i always thank him a million times i was a green kid in outfit and also skills wise and uh he treated me so good and uh he really did right by me and uh i still thank him to this day it was an incredible experience it was fun exhilarating and terrifying at the same time <laughs> i can imagine be, you know being on on the a show for the brand that is coming up at that point because wcw was I'm on the mirror straight. to rise yeah, it was you know, amazing absolutely awesome absolutely oh, awesome okay. did i did i tweak out again yep I'm, I'm gone again bit. oh no no you're back you're back <laughs> oh no oh no you just cut out Oh boy! I, I guess Tyler like sent me his bad juju, you know, for uh, 
for for all the times that we made fun of him for it and I made fun of him for it. Now I'm getting it. But it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna make things work. Uh before we get on to our WrestleMania predictions, and uh and I do want to get to that, guys, uh I wanna ask Crow you know, Crowbar, you, you've you've developed this new timeless character. Um you talk uh a whole lot about um different aspects of the business that characters haven't necessarily talked about before in this character. Um you talk about uh the marks and, <laughs> you know and you you talk about the uh and I'm one of the biggest marks going by <laughs> truth be told so yeah yeah and listen and but but I love it though because because you you're engaging the audience which which I feel like is lost right now I feel like that's not happening right now in professional wrestling the the audience isn't being engaged it's all about who's standing across from me and not about how do I connect to the people watching this on television you know um and so to tell me a little bit tell us all a little bit about how you uh how you developed this timeless character and um and what what you hope to achieve in the next year brother because this this thing is is seems to be a, a new launching point for you like like we're getting a renaissance right now brother i've i've, I've had to look the physically of like the kilt and the with the corset and kind of uh i always had a idea where of doing a pg version of eyes wide shut meets pulp fiction and mm-hmm. yada yada uh so I, I always had like this leather corset leather kick pads I, I had an idea for my wife to come out in a mardi gras or uh a victorian whatever mask whatever mm-hmm. uh masquerade with the gown and mm-hmm. you know whatever innuendo that brings with it uh we have the attendant with us with the half mask that's also a really cool story we could talk about that when we're done uh and i had been doing this character not with the time of this more aggressive with a few high flying moves more dark crowbar character probably since about 2007 and if you weren't living in northern new jersey from probably 2003 till now probably thought I either retired or died because I, I really didn't leave probably an, an hour outside of my house, save for a few larger shows that I chose to do. Uh, so I would wrestle once, twice a month, and I had this whole look, really no personality behind it. I really wasn't sure what the personality was, and uh, I would hang out with my wrestling friends, two of that being uh, Danny Doring, Roadkill, and... Uh, Little Guido would pop by, you know, we're all friends up here in North Jersey. And uh, they would say forever, they go, and I'm not being snarky in, in, in the least here. They go, we don't know why you still friggin' wrestle. You have a business, you're doing really well with that. You have a family and kids. You're, you got out before you became Randy the Ram. And you should just stop. And my answer is, I just love this shit. I love mm-hmm. it. So they go, why why don't you just be yourself, but put an amp- an amplifier on it and be, say what you would say to people if, if they pissed you off, if you weren't Chris Ford, because you're such a nice guy. That's them talking, not me. And I just kind of developed that. And it's kind of like my real life with an amplifier on it. I, uh, I have a very professional life. I own a business. I'm a healthcare provider. I'm very professional when I need to be. Uh, 
I know how to put that voice on when I need to put that voice on. And (laughs) so, and uh, what it morphed into is actually a twist on reality. I, I do have this real life. I go to work. I own a business. I work 50 to 55 hours a week. All my free time I spend with my kids and my wife. We go to church. We go to all these uh, sports and kids functions. Yet I have this compulsive addiction where I effing love wrestling. (laughs) I do, and I can't leave it. And I've been blessed that my body is still physically able to do it. And I think Mm -hmm. a large part of that has been uh, since, since WCW till now a lot of guys were grinding and it was great grind 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 try to get to, to that next level the next step and i just took a step back wcw ended i tried to go with wwe i had darks had some good darks didn't get picked up i went to tna as the tempest and uh for like two or three shows and uh and at that point in time, they said, we like your character, but you're going to have to move down here because we're really watching a budget. At that time, they were flying other guys in. I had just met my wife. Uh, not just met, we had just gotten engaged, bought a house. And I loved what Tina had for us. I loved the group with James Mitchell. I loved the way we looked with Malice and Slash. But that was really the hardest first adult wrestling decision I had to make. I had purchased a house in Northern Jersey, got engaged, and I had got a job as an administrator for Health South, which is a big corporate physical therapy company. And it, so I had a house, I had a fiance, uh, I, I had a great job and TNA was flying guys in, but they weren't willing to fly me in, which told me something. And I, I had to make the very, although, although I wanted I wanted very much to continue that angle, continue that character, continue with TNA, I had to make the very adult decision where I can't do this. I have to stay here. I have too much going on here. At that time, Nor- Northern New Jersey was loaded with good indies, and uh, that was a tough decision right there. So uh, fast forward, you know, as I was saying before, after that point, I only wrestled once or twice a month. So I saved my body a lot of wear and tear. So it's enabled me to now, all these years later, still be able to do what I love and have mm-hmm. my body able to do it as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So it really became an amplifier on real life. Uh, COVID hit. I had no wrestling outlet at all. Uh, I had gotten on Twitter probably in November uh, when R- Ring of Honor decided to bring me in. And at the advice of a few people that said, hey, pro wrestling lives on Twitter. That's where it lives. It's not on Facebook. It's not here. You should start doing Twitter again. So from November to like March or April, you get the young fans who have no idea who the hell I am and I'm, I'm posting stuff. And a common response is, who are you, Boomer? Who are you, Boomer? <laughs> kept popping up. Who are you, Boomer? Fuck you, Boomer, blah, blah, blah. So the first real promo I did was entitled, Who Are You, Boomer? And I just did it as a goof and I had a lot of fun with it and it got a whole bunch of views. Cody Rhodes actually commented on it, which threw the views up. And and from that point on, I said, wow, this is a lot of fun. I can do this. And uh, 
I just got more equipment and I started shooting these things myself. And, and commenting on traditional wrestling stuff, but also commenting on half-ass shoot stuff too. And it seemed to engage people and they seemed to enjoy it. I, I love it when you, when you come after the, uh, the spot monkey fans and you call them the demographic. I love it. I love, I can't, I can't get over it. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, go back to, go back to 1992 and three. I, I was a, Bringing biggest spot monkey going, so go figure. Right, no, but but Am that's I why I love demographic it. Then yes, you're part of the demographic. <laughs> you're part of the problem, Will. Damn you! <laughs> After I forced you to watch uh, the AEW. Uh, oh god. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's not. No, let's not talk about it because. This is a WWE night. Crowbar, Crowbar might want to work Crowbar. there one day, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth it while he's on. <laughs> All right, so so listen, I wanna I wanna jump in uh, to our WrestleMania predictions for for a few minutes here because we had our technical mm. difficulties. I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and skip Nelio's commercial break. Um, I know that he'll be all torn up about that, that I'm not promoting a live wrestling, but go watch a live wrestling every Tuesday on YouTube. And uh, you can find it at seven Oh five and you can find it at, at coastal championship wrestling's YouTube page there. I did the plug. We're good. Uh, <laughs> so, so what I want to do is I want to go uh, night one, night two. I'm going to, I'm going to read off the card. I'm looking at the CBS sports website. Uh, it is, it was updated as of 10 minutes ago. Uh, I'm sorry, as of 57 minutes ago. So it, it is the most up-to-date uh, card that is on the web right now. And uh, I'm going to go through. I'm going to call out a match. And I just want you folks to tell me who you think is going to come out on top there. And uh, and tell me if you like, uh, you know, the, the build to the match, uh, you know, the build to, to what we're going to get this, this weekend. Right? And uh, just know. And, and <laughs> listen, if you'd rather abstain for professional reasons, um, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. So I'll, uh, I'll be totally honest with it. And this is a complete shoot. Like I said, I work 55 hours a week sometimes. I haven't watched a WWE show in probably five months I'm so that's fantastic it's a, listen, no that's better it's wonderful that's better. because that's we, <laughs> no, do, we do this all the time this is always us so it's okay <laughs> i wake up early in the morning i do cardio in the morning and at night i usually watch now the nwa i, I watch aew and if if i do watch like the network it's usually older stuff i'm a big fan of finding old gold stuff and updating it and turning it into yeah. something that I say is modernly acceptable. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I really haven't watched the current part, not because I'm not interested in it, but it's just not, it just doesn't fit the time frame. So I'm going to suck at this. <laughs> That's okay. We used to keep track of it back, back when Jolton Joe was the host of this show. Uh, I, we, I would literally like keep a tally and we would keep score of who had the best predictions for the night. We don't do that anymore. So don't, okay. <laughs> don't worry about that, brother. All right. So let's, let's talk uh, night one. We have the raw tag team championship, the new day versus and almost the, his big giant. That's been like his manager slash bodyguard. Power store shack. 
dollar store <laughs> I hate you so much. Otherwise known as the the, the big ninja from Tawad's at Wonders. Yes, from Money in the Bank. He, he was the giant ninja. So um I don't know. I feel like this this kind of smells like Diesel and Sean, but with less build and less creativity. Um but <laughs> But I want to hear. I want to hear what you guys think. Who's going to come out uh, Raw Tag Team Champions? I'm going to start with. Uh, I'm going to start with Amy on this one. I'm actually changing mine at a split moment. Um, I did have AJ and almost, but if that is going to start off WrestleMania, um, I, I think the New Day are going to win. They want to start fe- like really getting the crowd up and have a New Day like do their entrance and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the New Day coming away with it like. They don't really get hurt. Like, AJ and Almas, okay, they lose. Nothing is really taken against them. But right. I, I think it's just a great opening match. And with the New Day coming away, it'll leave the crowd happy. Okay. Uh, Will, let's go to you. I agree. I don't I don't see any reason for the New Day to, to drop the belt or the belts, really. Okay. That makes sense. I don't, I don't really see AJ and Omos as a team. But... Let's never stop them from having having a non-team win the titles. So. How can they coexist? <laughs> <laughs> the most popular I mean, phrase. <laughs> not for nothing. Braun Strowman won the belt with a 10-year-old. So. True. At WrestleMania. <laughs> ding, ding. All right. Let's go to... Uh, Goofier things have happened. Yes. Let's go to, to Ivy. I'm going to stick with New Day. Um, I think practically the way that New Day is always hyped up, it just makes sense for them to come out of WrestleMania with the belt. Mm. I don't see any progression. And then, like, with them losing it, I, I just I don't see anything coming out of that. So I'm going to stick with New Day and agree with everybody there. Okay. Crowbar, you, you just told us you haven't watched anything for five months. Pick a name uh, out of I am hat. aware of this. No, I, I am aware <laughs> the, that AJ Styles has this giant dude with him. Right. How long is he with him? <laughs> Uh, he's been with them for the better part of four or five months, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah. Has he wrestled yet or no? No, he's he's a well. I mean, he might have like on Raw, and I just didn't see it because I don't always watch all of Raw. Um, but but he uh, he, mostly he's just kind of been around whenever AJ has needed him, and like he pulled the glass out of the elimination chamber and stuff like that. Big dude oh, wow. doing big things. Yeah. Big big. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he is in that progression with AJ. So based on that, I'm going to go, I'm going to follow with what you guys are saying. Uh, New day, first match, keep the crowd happy, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. When you got somebody that big, if you do have plans for him to get out there and start wrestling people, you might, I don't know how you do it without having him look too weak either. So I'm going to cautiously say New Day. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I agree that New Day um, will probably pick this one up. I think that AJ will take the pin. I think that almost will get... I, yeah, big guy can't take the pin. No, no. I think I think AJ takes the pin. I think almost gets uh, gets really pissed afterwards and, it, and beats the crap out of AJ. And that sets us down a, a, a road to the next miscellaneous wwe pay-per-view 257 <laughs> that is on the wwe network for just 5.99 now or 4.99 now you know um, on peacock on, on peacock. peacock 
on Peacock. Nine ninety nine. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, um, but I agree. New day. New day is going to come away with that. The next match listed here is Seth. L- Seth yeah, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins and Cesaro. This is a match that I'm actually um, in a card where I'm not super excited uh, about the whole card. I'm super excited about this match. Cesaro finally getting his. Uh, that should be a hell of a match. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, these two guys can work like crazy. I can't, you know. I wish I was commentating for WrestleMania for this match, you know, <laughs> as as a commentator. That's just me, man. So, uh, so let's let's go in a different order this time. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Will go first here. I think this match could possibly steal the show night one, honestly. Mm-hmm. And to me. Personally, I don't really care who wins this match. I just want to see both of these guys work like they can. That's all I want from this match. I don't. I couldn't care less about the outcome. I just want them to say, "Here's your time slot. Go out there and just be yourselves." Yeah, yeah. Which it's a WrestleMania match, and it's between two technicians. Um, I, I think that this one has potential to be a thirty thirty plus minute match. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which I, I kind of hope it is, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they come away with. Uh, let's go to Ivy. Um, so first and foremost, I think Rollins and Cesaro are going to put on a phenomenal match. I mean, the two of them are just—they're both amazing. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily know exactly which way I'm leaning with it as far as who's going to win, but I do think what I would like to see is to see Cesaro come out on top in this because Rollins has been pushed over the years. And I have always felt that Cesaro has not gotten a singles push that he deserves. Um, I mean, you know, we saw him and Sheamus together, you know, in the tag mm-hmm. team circuit, which was great. But I really think that if anybody should come out of this match, you know, winning, I definitely think it's Cesaro. I think it's time for him, you know, time for us to see you know, how they can utilize him on the singles division and really just kind of um, you know, give him the time and the dedication to his character development that he deserves because Cesaro is a phenomenal wrestler. So to see him, you know, winning this over Seth Rollins, it's not going to hurt Seth at all mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Seth is already Seth Rollins. So mm-hmm. I think that it would be the most practical and, the best way that WWE can book it, but we all know how they book, so who the heck knows what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the hell? They booked this guy, Devin Storm, in the out of the first round of the Light Heavyweight Championship, <laughs> you know, championship tournament one year, you know? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> speaking of Devin Storm, Crowbar, what, what are you thinking about this match, brother? Although I have not watched in a while, I'm fully aware of who Seth Rollins is, fully aware of who cesaro is both are awesome awesome competitors the match itself should be great Mm -hmm. uh that being said over the years i'm also aware that fans have always complained that cesaro has never gotten his just push or has never achieved the potential that he could have because he wasn't pushed the right way uh i I don't know if that's going to happen again but if if the office finally were to decide that now is Cesaro's time. Mm-hmm. This might be the last chance to get that that springboard from being a normal card guy to that next level star. Yep. There's no better way than have him go over on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's 
a strong message mm -hmm. that conveys to the viewer this guy is a superstar he's a main player and like you said as well it's not going to hurt seth rollins one iota at all so it, it, it all depends it, do they have the plans do they want cesaro to be that top guy that top level top tier star and if they do there's no better way to do it than to have him beat seth rollins at wrestlemania yeah awesome. and just the match itself should be awesome yeah mm -hmm. agreed i i actually might now tune in to see that match <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's like it's, like, it's two one nights of is it two nights now or no yeah, yeah it's, it's two yeah. nights it's two nights well, i i totally i was unaware <laughs> thank you you're welcome you're welcome there's a lot of wrestling on tv there is there there's is. a ton there definitely is there's there's almost too much uh <laughs> let's go to uh to ref amy what do you got oh this one is so hard so looking at that's what cards, ivy said yeah hey. <laughs> I don't, it's so, not a complaint though <laughs> but um so uh, when you look down the card I see this match as being the person, whoever wins this match is going to be the one elevated to possibly going after the heavyweight title after the triple threat and after they resolve their feuds and everything. So based on the answer I have for the triple threat, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. I, th mm. I think Seth Rollins will win and it'll just give him that little boost that he needs just to reinsert himself back into the world heavyweight title picture and, and be the heel to the babyface champion. So that's the, where my mind is at right now. See, I, I disagree. I think that um, we had those two matches back-to-back -back weeks where Cesaro went over Brian. Okay, and this is going to kind of give away my thoughts for the triple threat. Um, I think that Brian will go over in the triple threat for the Universal okay. Championship. <laughs> I think that if Cesaro wins here, now he has the opportunity to say, I just beat Seth freaking Rollins yeah. on, the, on WrestleMania. You know, and I beat you twice on SmackDown, mm -hmm. you know, before yep. you decided to go and insert yourself into that championship match. I deserve a shot. And then maybe yeah. that's that's how we get that, you know, because if you have Cesaro go over Edge or if you have Cesaro go over Roman, it 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 hurts Edge's comeback a little bit. It mm -hmm. it derails Roman's um, momentum which I'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about when we talk about the triple threat. But if you have him beat Daniel, he's already beaten Daniel. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't hurt him. It just says yeah. that, that this guy has his number, and we've seen that a ton throughout wrestling history. You know, Someone just has somebody's number, and that's that, and it's part of the storytelling. So I think that that's the way that we maybe finally get the, the strap on Cesaro, which I, you know, I hope to see this year. Um, I got what I wanted last year. Last year at WrestleMania, I said I was very disappointed in the fact that we didn't see Bobby Lashley in the heavyweight championship picture, and uh, and now we have him as the champion. So I got what I wanted last year. Maybe I'll get what I want this year as well. Let's uh, let's keep... asking for a lot. Listen, listen. Yes, it is. Uh, when is Ted not asking for a lot? <laughs> Don't put me out there like that. Uh, so. Sh the next match listed here is Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman, Steel Cage. Um, this is my cousin Mike snoozer of choo, the choo. snoozer of the card uh, for me, <laughs> and uh, you know it's going to be what it's going to be. But I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, let's start with 
Ivy this time? This is one I'm not super thrilled about personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's kind of odd for me because I actually tend to enjoy watching Shane just kind of just go out and be Shane. Mm-hmm. So the fact All that sweaty. I'm a yeah, listen, I love, I don't know what it is. I just, he's an asshole. Like he, he's Shane. He's a fucking asshole. But um, I like, I love seeing, you know, Shane in the ring typically, but I just think he's taken so much time away from, you know, being in the ring after he was doing quite a lot, you know, what was it a couple years ago here mm-hmm. and to kind of just throw him back in, putting him in here with Braun. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, it doesn't have that real like charismatic feel that I kind of usually feel like I see Shane in um, when he is in, in matches. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing him, you know, jump off, you know, from a pretty, pretty hefty height on top of Braun, but I don't necessarily know if I see Shane winning. Right. Um, Cause is he going to, I mean, is he going to stay? Is he going to take another really long hiatus from the business? Like what, what, what is the whole purpose of this? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to go with Braun Strowman just based on that. Um, but yeah, I think it could go either way. And I don't really think it's going to make a difference either or. Got it. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you there. I'll give my thoughts at the end. Let's go to Ref Amy. Oh, so, okay. So as you can imagine, I'm very excited for this match. I love Shane McMahon sweating <laughs> profusely <laughs> the entire time. But no, um, slobbering. So I'm going to actually disagree. I think okay. that Shane is going to win, but he's going to get his ass kicked the entire time. And in fact, he's not actually going to win. Braun is just going to lose. Whether he throws him off the top of the steel cage, because they've already told us that Braun doesn't care about winning. He just wants to kill Shane McMahon. So mm-hmm. I think he's just going to either throw him off the cage at the top or he's going to barrel through one of the sides and the sides are going to fall over and he and Shane's going to roll out all like like freaking having a stroke or something but <laughs> like so I think that Shane is going to win but he's going to get his ass kicked in the process and Braun's just going to look uh roar all that choo choo train bullshit they've been pushing. <laughs> thank thank you. I love you so much. Okay. Uh, Will <laughs> So it, it's funny that you say that Braun will lose, and but Shane won't win because I'm pretty sure they've already done that ending with Braun and Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. it wouldn't it wouldn't put or I wouldn't put it past them to do it again. Yeah. Right. But like Shane's kind of becoming like the Undertaker at the end of his career where he would only show up for Mania. Oh, God. But Please instead, don't compare them. Please don't. But instead, <laughs> he loses every time he goes to Mania. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm forced to agree with you there. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my, my thoughts for the end. Uh, Crowbar, what are your thoughts? Shane O'Mac, Braun Strowman. I've seen some clips of Shane on social media he looks incredible i mean he, he's in way better shape now than he was years ago i believe at least uh he's in good shape he's definitely going to jump off of something high and it's going to be really cool uh just kind of like i said with cesaro where if they're gonna push him to the next level this is a 
great opportunity, possibly the last opportunity to do it. I just think if Braun loses to Shane at WrestleMania, that brings a monster guy down a whole bunch of pegs. And if they have any intention on keeping Braun as a serious threat that could be a threat to anybody's belt or other big guys or something, I think Braun got to win. Or, like I said before, at, at the very least, beat the ever-living shit out of Shane and somehow lose it by uh, whatever. A, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, by a fluke. Yeah, by a fluke. Fluke. Yeah. I I like that. Yeah. Fluke. Yeah, I mean, I think... I win. That's the only way you pull... Pull, pull something like that up. It got to be a fluke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think this smells like uh, the Saint Valentine Day massacre ending, um, where the 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 side of the cage kind of swung out and then, uh, and then they just jumped down and and they're like, oh, but you know, you were thrown into the side of the cage. Well, yeah, but my feet still touch the ground. You know, I think that 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 has this written all over it. Um, Braun. They tried putting the strap on Braun. It was their second choice because Roman wasn't there for Mania last year. It didn't feel good to anybody. Um, the he didn't excel in the in the role, even when they paired him with the most over person in the company. So I kind of feel like this is the last ditch effort, uh, like Crowbar said, to to try and and give him some legitimate reaction because I just feel like the reaction has died. Um, so, and anything's possible, uh, you know, we will, we'll have to see what happens, but I think that this smells like a St. Valentine's day massacre. I think that Braun throws Shane through the side of the cage and the side of the cage explodes and Shane's like dead on the outside, but he won the match. You know, I think that that's the only thing I can think of that, that the only logical way this match ends for me, um, you know, because Shane can't jump off the top of the cage onto the table because that means that Braun's already exited the the cage. You know, um, so I think that sh- that Shane will jump off the top of the cage, but it'll be back into the ring, and then Braun will hold up coast. and throw him. You know, <laughs> oh God, coast to coast off the top of the cage. Please don't say that. <laughs> oh Lord Almighty! All right, here's uh here's my my next match that is a snoozer for me. Um, and it's a shame because I love The Miz and I love Morrison and I love Damian Priest. Uh, but it's Bad Bunny, the rapper, with Damian Priest against The Miz and Morrison. Um, tag team bout, celebrity matches. Um, I've never thought that WWE has particularly done celebrity matches really well. Um, I actually think that's where WCW had them beat hands over hand over fist. Uh, because WCW kind of knew how to book those celebrity matches a little bit better, I think. Um, but that being said, we're, here we are, and uh, and this this is what we're being fed for WrestleMania. So as as Woot Woot would say from the Wrestle Game Rewind, dinner is served, and let's hear what you guys have to say about this one. Uh, let's start with uh, with Will. Well, from everything that I've read, uh, people are saying that. Bad Bunny has been putting in a lot of work at the Performance Center, so he might actually be able to, I wouldn't say hold his own, because he's still very, very green, but mm-hmm. I don't think he'll slow Damian Priest down 
as mm-hmm. much as people think. Mm-hmm. So it could actually be a good match, but I do. I, with the way everything's gone, Priest and Bad Bunny kind of have to win. It would be a little weird if they built this whole thing up and then they lose. Right. Right. And Miz kind of got his comeuppance this year anyway because he, he became the first and only uh, two-time Grand Slam champion. Yeah. So he's – that's something to be said for itself. Let's go to uh, – let's go to Amy. Um, yeah, obviously, I think that Bad Bunny, but Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to win. Can we talk about how Jim Morrison or John Morrison, whatever the hell his name is, um, Jim Morrison's keeps, dead. Yeah, yeah, Jim Morrison's yeah. dead. <laughs> so like, yeah, and, that's a, and probably that's a did a lot dead. more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, John Morrison keeps finding himself in these terrible celebrity matches. Like he had one a couple of years with Suzuki, <laughs> and I still think that one's going to be worse than this one. And I think he's going to take the pin in this one. Um, but yeah, I think Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to win. There's no, there's no point for them not to. So talk about a waste of talent in John Morrison. You know, someone that was literally running impact because he was so over less than two years ago and now he's in a, the celebrity match and he's going to end up you're right probably taking the pin oh man what a waste um speaking of morrison ty is debuting on nxt soon as mm, well that's true that's true i'm looking forward to that though because i think she'll add a lot to that division yep uh ivy a little bit uninterested to be honest despite the fact that I absolutely used to adore um, John Morrison, but again, it's it's just kind of one of those things. I feel like it's you got to kind of look at what is Bad Bunny doing, like mm-hmm. in in the wrestling business before, like before you even look at the match itself. What exactly is he doing here? Um, what what's the plan with him? Is he planning to stay? Is he planning to just you know do this little celebrity appearance thing and then swindle his way out? Um, I don't see any bad occurring for either end of them despite who wins um i do think that miz and morrison would be my choice i don't think it's going to happen that way um i definitely think that they're going to lose but it's just kind of bringing me back to what it's like it just doesn't make sense some of the stuff that i've that i've been seeing and i've voiced this a lot a lot of what i'm seeing lately with wwe and their booking just does not make sense to me Mm-hmm. And it drives me insane. And this is one of those. I hate celebrity matches. Um, I don't think they're executed well. I don't think that they really have a place in the business, in my opinion, especially if they're not going to be executed well. So I don't know. I'm just going to go with they're going to they're going to let Bad Bunny have his couple minutes of fame and let them win. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, before we before we get to Crowbar's prediction for this one, I didn't realize that people were. Uh, sending me messages, they were DMing me on Twitter with uh, with questions for Crowbar. I guess they didn't want to put it in the chat. They just wanted to DM me instead. <laughs> so uh, I have a, a question here from someone that wants to remain anonymous. And they said, um, really enjoying the interview. Uh, could you please ask Crowbar if he could pick anybody in the AEW locker room to work with uh, for a program? Who would it be? I can't pick just one. Uh, and it sounds like a cop out to say that I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of different kinds of matches. Uh, I like matches where 
I'm the small guy and I'm selling for the bigger guy and I'm getting thrown all over, over the place and you know, making this guy look like a monster. I, I like it being matches, you know, and that could be a, uh, you could pick any one of their big guys they got there. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I also enjoy being the larger guy in a cruiserweight type match and basing for the smaller guys and, you know, being more of an aggressive heel and then letting the baby face shine with all this wild stuff, which I, I could still do a lot of that stuff, but I also know how to take a lot of that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of hardcore-esque matches. So, you know, you got Moxley, you got Eddie Kingston, guys like that. It's, uh, and I'm also very, very familiar with Joey Janela. I have great chemistry with him. We have a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys there. Uh, I can't really just pick one guy, you know. Uh, I actually would love to, I don't know, there's a lot of good undercard talent there too when you watch Dark that I think I could do some cool stuff with. You know, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Awesome. Awesome. Great answer. And I had one more here. Hold on. I got to switch to Instagram because someone messaged me on Instagram as well. And this is coming to us. I have to look at the name. Why won't you play? Of course, too, you go back to this, too. Just yeah, like you go back to this as well. I'm a huge fan of guys that are my age doing what we do still. So, you know, you talk about a Dustin Rhodes or a Jericho as well. You know, I can't, you know, uh, you know, the odds of that going down are very slim and none. But uh, I love it when two old, older guys have the opportunity to mix it up and show the younger guys we could still go and really do things the right way. Excuse me. Yes. Sorry. My, my, uh, three-year-old keeping us up all night. Is, my answer is, uh, bore you. No, my three-year-old, <laughs> my three-year-old keeping us up all night is, uh, is catching up to me here. But, uh, but the, the question from Instagram comes from backyard wrestler. Um, and the question is on your way up Oh no! <laughs> and pay, you're paying your dues. Tell yes. us, tell us the worst of, uh, of the dues payments that you had to put in on your way up. I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to, uh, you know, it's like a paragraph long question here, but just, uh, weeks and weeks of piling the cars with guys, which was a lot of fun, but just traveling all kinds of miles going to shows when we weren't even booked just to see if a guy didn't show up, if we could get a preliminary match just to meet the promoter, hand out your eight by tens and VHS tapes. Uh, there was no links we could send guys at that time. It was, you had a video and an eight by 10 and uh, just miles and miles of coming home in the hole uh, money wise, you know, where, you know, you lost money going out there, but you made some connections and hoping they would, you know, bear fruit eventually. Awesome. Awesome. And folks, it's not just one. I, I mean, there was countless weekends where that happened. So it's, right. uh, you know, we were all young guys piled in the car, uh, pitching in for gas and uh, hoping we could get, you know, just five or 10 minutes to have an opening match or a run in or something or just be right. used in some way on an independent show and make a good impression. Right. Right. That's awesome. Um, 
the uh, I did have one more question here, but you kind of already answered it earlier in the night, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that one. Um, That's fine. Well, you know, but the uh, but what I do want to do is I want to encourage our listeners. We still have a little bit of time left here, so if you have questions for Crowbar, set put them in the chat in the YouTube, or you can DM me if you're more comfortable doing that. DM us at at Rewind Podcast W R E W I N D P O D C A S T. You can. Uh, you can DM us at Instagram, on Facebook, or on uh, Twitter, and I'm more than happy to, to get your questions in there, folks. So please make sure to do that. Um, all right, let's let's wrap up night one here of uh, of WrestleMania. We've got um, the SmackDown Women's Championship: Sasha Banks versus the Royal Rumble winner for the women, Bianca Belair. Um, Belair is obviously one of the hottest things in the company right now. Uh, I want to start with Ivy. Belair. I love her. I'm a little concerned about the ponytail, but I love her. Um, I think that that she deserves a, she, she just deserves to be in the spotlight for a little bit. Like she, I think, has worked her ass off from, you know, where we first started seeing her come in to now. And I think that she deserves it. So I'm going to go with Bianca. Okay, Amy. Uh, Beller, I agree. Um, I've been a little bit disappointed with the build to with this feud. It feels like it's been forced, and they kind of regurgitated a lot of storylines that the other women's uh, title has been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Beller is the the best choice, and it will just be a great moment to capitalize off the moment she had in Royal Rumble. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Crowbar. Sasha Banks. Because she's on a Mandalorian. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's a perfectly legitimate okay. reason. She is a Mandalorian. So. She is a Mandalorian. She it's is. perfect. It's perfect. And and I have to agree with that because um I think I think that the fact that Sasha before this year had never successfully defended a championship that she had won, and she's never won at WrestleMania. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Bel Air has some time to recoup i mean if she goes out there and looks strong 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 and it ends with a handshake at the end of the match you know what i mean um yeah she gets all of her she gets all of her stuff in and then it's just a you know it's a respect like she earns sasha's respect at the end of it type of thing i think that it still makes her look it's super not gonna strong. hurt her image if it goes that way either right like the way you know what i mean like the whole handshake at the end and they have a really strong match it's not gonna mm-hmm. hurt bianca's image so I, I can i can see that yeah I, I didn't even kind of like really look at it from that angle so mm-hmm. i'm kind of glad to hear that perspective yeah so this once, could be match you. of the night as well this yeah could it could be yep i agree absolutely i agree wholeheartedly will what you think i mean crowbar kind of stole my answer but anytime <laughs> sasha banks comes up it's, it's always sasha banks this is the way this is the way <laughs> yeah it's perfect it's perfect <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's move on real quick here. End of night one, WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley, your champion, defending against Drew McIntyre. Um, if I have my way, Bobby Lashley retains. I think Bobby deserves a nice long run as champion. He's uh, an underappreciated worker. He got accidentally buried in his first run in WWE when they stuck him on that ECW brand thinking that he was going to rejuvenate the the ratings on the sci-fi network, you know. Um, I think that, that if he had not been placed there, if he had just been kept on SmackDown, he would have been world heavyweight champion. Uh, 
in in much faster fashion. So I hope that Bobby Lashley comes out of this one on top. Personally, uh, I do want to start with Ref Amy this time. Um. So. I'm going to like metagame this a little bit. Um, I think they're going to run this kind of like with a house show mentality because it's the first one in front of fans in a very long time. Mm. And the thing with a house show is you want to send the fans home happy. So I, I think that they're going to have that glorious moment when McIntyre is crowned as WWE champion again, which is sad because like Lashley is on the hottest streak of his life right now and he should win. But I think that's their whole reason with splitting up the hurt business mm -hmm. and kind of like cutting the legs off of Bobby Lashley going into this match, mm -hmm. I, I think was so that it's not as bad as a fall to Drew McIntyre. That's to fair. losing McIntyre. And I, like, I hope they prolong this feud. I hope it keeps going a little bit, like, because they can literally go back and forth. But mm -hmm. uh, I think McIntyre is going to stand tall with the crowd cheering. Okay. Crowbar, I'm interested to hear your analysis on this one. Uh, I, I would like to see Bobby Lashley win. Uh, I just, I've, I've always liked his look. I've liked the way he works. I think he has a definite presence and I, from what I know, he's, he's just never reached that, 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 that huge potential that I think he's, he's capable of. So I'm going to go Bobby Lashley, or at least that's who I would like to see. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Will. So, for a while, I, I was kind of thinking along the same lines as Amy, where Drew would stand tall at the end. Mm -hmm. But I have, I mean, there were there were rumors a while ago that they wanted to do Bobby versus Brock. And I still think they're kind of leaning that way, so I would like to see Bobby Lashley win, because I really want to see a Bobby versus Brock program. I think uh, I think if they could make it a shoot fight for the WWE, WWE championship, and those just... are two guys that could actually throw hands. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Absolutely, I would love to see it. And two two guys that could put on a match wrestling show. Yes, for sure, for sure. All right, and let's uh, let's wrap up with Ivy. I'm gonna agree with Will. Um, I, I was kind. I'm I'm not a Lashley fan. And I've said this before, and I really have always wanted to be, but kind of feeding off of what you mentioned, Ted, like just the way that they underutilized him and kind of buried him like way back when, for me, it kind of ruined Lashley's character. And I'm still struggling to try to figure out how to like him and, and really, you know, enjoy what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the day, um, I think that it would make more sense to have Lashley come out on top and then eventually whenever we can get that Brock versus Lashley match, um, I think that would be the best way to utilize Lashley in his position. Have him, if he is going to drop, have him drop to somebody like Brock. Have them throw, you just completely break down the house and, and really throw us a good quality, hardcore match that's going to, you know, just absolutely give us that wow factor that mm -hmm. I feel like Lashley should be able to give us right. in turn. That might be what will make me kind of become a little bit of a Lashley fan. So okay. I'm going to go with Lashley on that one. Okay. All right. All right. So, so that brings us up on night two and uh, I'm checking the, I'm checking 
the chat and I'm checking. I'm, I'm I'm sorry if it looks like I'm not I'm not paying attention to our conversation, guys, because I'm now I'm like frantically making sure I'm checking all the social medias for for DMs. Um, yeah, so, I, don't, I don't have the Twitter account on my phone anymore. So about, you're so excited about checking DMs. I'm about to let you start checking all my damn DMs. No, I don't want all the dick pics. I'm good. Um, I don't want them either. <laughs> stop sending ivy your dick pics okay just stop it stop messaging me i don't want to engage in conversation i'm looking at you amy stop it (laughs) no amy's always welcome to slide in my dms okay so um fight 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 on twitter okay uh wants to know crowbar if you could have uh, a match with anybody that you've worked with before but you could redo it, who would it be? I was thinking about that earlier. Go ahead. <laughs> that was a good one. Wow. That's a tough one. Uh, could redo it. I had a match, I believe it was on Thunder or Nacho, one of the two. Uh, I had a good match with Lance Storm, and we seem to have some good chemistry but that night, we were just a couple of things off. Uh, I think the match was good, but I think we could do it so much better. So if we could go in a time machine and, you know, uh, have, have have a match at Landstorm again, that would probably be it. Awesome. Awesome. That's a that's a really great answer because Landstorm in WCW was like, he should have he should have just won the heavyweight championship and had all the belts. <laughs> with the Team Canada yep. angle, you know, he, they should have done it. They should have pulled the trigger on it, and they just, you know, they were too afraid. But if they had done it, you know, we would have had a, we would have had someone that held all the belts simultaneously. Made him would have made him the most credible wrestler in the world. <laughs> you know, all right, let's uh, let's keep moving here. I want to go to night two, and uh, for my people, my cast here, I'm going to ask you guys to. Uh, to to keep your justifications just a little bit shorter here because we are running short on time and uh, i want to respect crowbar's time i want to respect our audience's time as well uh it's not their fault that we started a little bit late here uh so no it's your fault you listen here you shut your mouth <laughs> silencio okay. ted so the united states championship match we've got matt riddle riddle bro okay versus Sheamus defending against Sheamus um for me this is kind of a throwaway we've seen the match a dozen times already on television uh why are we seeing it again on Wrestlemania you know um this is a story that didn't need to be told here so uh I want to start with Will and I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way around the screen here so Will what do you think you said keep it short so bro bro (laughs) (laughs) uh ivy i'm gonna agree with will honestly i'm not even like i'm not even invested in this yep again um which happens to be my theory on a lot of the the matches that we're we're seeing but yeah i mean riddle let's just let riddle win at wrestlemania for once and just call it a damn day cool awesome amy amos I think the only reason Matt Riddle is a uh, champion is because Keith Lee got hurt. And so Seamus versus Lee was the, the rivalry to go forward. And 
yeah. shame is winning the title here and then holding it until Keith Lee comes back and then they can have that feud. Yeah, SummerSlam. That that smells like SummerSlam to me. Uh, and Crowbar. Uh, Seamus. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> with the same, with about the same amount of enthusiasm as the rest of us with that match, man. It's perfect. No, I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's perfect. It's perfect. We love it. Um, okay, so now this match, I'm actually kind of intrigued by these next two matches: uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn's whole it's a conspiracy storyline has actually kind of been intriguing to me um, that they're pulling on that thread a little bit. I actually kind of like it. Uh, these two have worked together all the way through the indies and up through NXT and now on the main roster. Uh, I think this has potential to be a show stealer, if uh, especially because the rumor is that KO wants to dive off the pirate ship. <laughs> So uh, do that last year because he couldn't do it last year. So, um, so I'm excited about this. I, this is a match that has that has me thinking a little bit. Um, and I wanna I wanna come to you guys first before I give my thoughts here. So let's start with uh, with Ivy. Um, I'm just gonna say Ko. I I love him honestly. I think he he has one of the better characters that I've enjoyed in the current um current era that wrestling mm-hmm. is in so i i really would like to see more more ko on top in action perfect perfect amy uh logan paul's part of this match right he's like sammy Gaines, sammy zane's uh guest okay um i think uh kevin owens is gonna win because uh logan paul's gonna like do something to Sammy, whether they turn on each other in the middle of the match. Mm. And Sammy can continue the whole thing, like the the conspiracy against him that WWE sent in Logan Paul, and yeah, <laughs> just screw him over. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Will. So that's why Logan Paul got uh, kicked off the Mass Singer that's at why. WrestleMania. All <laughs> need to be kicked out of life. Yeah. On YouTube, I've, especially. <laughs> I love the fact that we're finally getting Sammy versus Kevin at Mania to mm-hmm. really let them let loose. Like you said, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be this could seal the show for night two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with all the work that Kevin's done with Roman this year, he deserves to go over at Mania. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, crowbar. Kevin Owens. That's fair. I think I think KO goes over just because it, it gives Sammy a reason to keep going with the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And the character is so over right now um, with the IWC that I think it's worth it to keep it, to prolong it a little bit longer. Um, yeah. Before we move on here, I've got agent, but it's spelled A-J-E-N-T of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, <laughs> wants, wants to know, uh, they said, Crowbar... You've worked in all of the major companies. You told us earlier that WCW was where you felt most at home and like you had the most amount of fun. Would you be willing to tell us which company you liked working for the least? Uh, I'm going to say ECW with an asterisk. Partially my fault. Partially just uh, a... At that time, I was full-time in school. Uh, I, I, I was very, very, although I had a lot of 
independent hype at the time, uh, I was still very, very green. So I came into this locker room. I, I love the environment, love the crowds, but I was often backstage with uh, my school books and doing stuff backstage, which wasn't uh, received well by the locker room at that time. Uh, I didn't go out. I always went back to my room. I studied. I really didn't hang out at all. And uh, that was a really wild locker room during the show, after the show, party like a rock star. And I just, uh, at that point in my life, I didn't fit. Uh, uh, my in-ring style, uh, I did a lot of wild stuff, but I was still very green. I wasn't polished. I thought that I was. In hindsight, I wasn't. And I think that the guys re realized that as well. So just between not being as polished as perhaps I should have been and just not fitting in because I was on a different uh, wavelength. You know, I was looking towards the future, knew that wrestling is finite and that I had to shoot for something else. Uh, it, it just made me an outcast there. And there's several of those same guys that I'm very tight with now. And as you get older and you mature things that bothered you or, or uh, differences you may have had way back then change. But at that point in time, it wasn't a great experience. But at the same time, uh, I think that adversity and hard times builds character. So I think being there made me a better and stronger person and also made me want to work harder to improve myself and uh, achieve my dream nonetheless if that makes sense yeah for sure so for it sure. was a definitely rough time didn't really fit in but it also uh it left me w with making the choice do i continue do i quit or do i try to better myself and you know achieve what i want to achieve so it really was a, a testing moment for me and, and it built a lot of character got it got it i think uh, i think that's a a really fantastic and actually really well thought out answer, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's awesome. I think That's a lot awesome. of it, I think adversity builds character. Uh, in my whole life, uh, I was hit with all different kinds of adversity. You know, uh, I grew up a very secluded kid, kind of kept to myself, overweight, not a lot of friends, not very talkative at all. And, and all those moments really helped to build my character as an adult. And those instances helped give me the strength to get through ECW, take what I could from it as far as learning and also giving me the, 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 the metal to continue and to carry on. Even though at that time, it probably wasn't the best experience. Right. Okay. That. That makes actually mm -hmm. a ton of sense. Total that's, sense, that's yeah. Uh, the it wasn't the experience that I, I, I wanted it to be, but it was the experience that I needed it to be. Mm -hmm. how's, how's that? That's, yeah. that's very good. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Um, Otherwise, I would have never have evolved. Mm. Yeah. I feel totally... the same way about my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't the experience I wanted it to be, but it was the experience that I needed it to be. <laughs> and now you're on OnlyFans. Just saying. I'm not on OnlyFans. <laughs> Wait, our fans can't know that. <laughs> Look at you, Ted. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Oh, let's see. Uh, I've got David Samuel Blaine in the comments. WCW legendary wrestler so far. Oh, okay, he's just updating people on uh, in the chat there. So, David, it's it's wonderful to have you watching, sir. Uh, keep up, you know, keep up with us, man, because you're doing awesome. Um, so let's uh, let's keep going here with night two. We've got the Nigerian drum match, which apparently is just um, it's just going to basically have no rules. It's basically a no holds barred match, uh, you know, and they're. They should have never done this Nigerian angle for <laughs> Apollo Cruz. It's it's bad. Man isn't racist. So no, well, listen, it it has a little bit to do with that, but it, but it has a lot more to do with how you build a worker. Okay, when when you're building a worker, you always start them off with the accent if you're going to give them an accent, and then <laughs> yeah. you let yeah. and then you let the accent disappear. And then people people never really remember that they had an accent unless they're making fun of it later. Like people didn't remember that Kofi had a Jamaican accent <laughs> until Randy started making fun of him for it, right? But, no, Triple H called him out on it. Remember? Oh yeah, when, yeah, you're when right. DX reformed. You're right. You're right. Didn't you used to have a Jamaican accent, right? Yep. Like, like you know, th those kinds of things are funny, but then the fans kind of forgive it, right? But when you start someone off as just being this normal plain spoken person <laughs> and then you give them an accent all of a sudden it's like oh it's a little odd uh <laughs> well, is this the, a completely different person now or the the one thing that's a little bit better than i guess the kofi incident is apollo cruz is actually from nigeria so it kind of like there is that element that's connected to it but yeah mm. i see what you mean like he all of a sudden has accent nowhere <laughs> yeah it's like it's 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 a little bit confusing but that's okay um i'm not the brightest bulb in the box so maybe it's just me that's confused by it i don't know um <laughs> me and the rest of twitter uh so anyway we got big e defending the intercontinental championship against apollo cruz i personally think this is where cruz gets his uh gets his big win on the big stage i think uh i think that cruz finally gets the push that he deserves because he's a hell of a worker and he uh mm -hmm. he entertains me every time he's in the ring regardless of what's going on with his character right now uh, but I want to hear what you guys have to say as well here. Let's go to Amy first. Yeah, I agree. I think this on top of the uh, Seth Rollins Cesaro is kind of hard mm. to pick, but I think Apollo Cruz is the right choice here because you risk at this point of him losing. I think I read somewhere this is his seventh time going after the title since November. Mm -hmm. And if he loses, like, where does he go from here? You have right. this hot new angle. Like, what are you going to do? And this is also a great moment where Big E can lose the title and then be putting money in the bank. That's a good way to also thrust him into the main event picture by winning money in the bank. So, right. like, I, I think it's just the logical thing to do, Apollo. Okay. Uh, Will? I feel like I'm stealing Amy's notes here, but I literally thought the same exact thing where if I think it's Apollo's turn to take the belt, but by doing by taking the belt off of Big E, you have to push him higher up the card, and Money in the Bank is literally the best place to do that. 
Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Ivy. I'm going to follow up and just say Apollo Cruz. Um, I agree. I think that, you know, as we've said, he's gone after the title, you know, several times. And I think it's just his turn. It's, it's time for him to finally get the belt and let's see what we can do with him moving forward. Good. And, uh, and crowbar. So is Biggie not with the new day or no. mentioned there was a tag match to start or. They, they gave him their blessing to go off and, okay. and do a singles run. So the, the okay. tag team is Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods now. Okay. Uh, Apollo Cruz. I think it's fair. Don't know why. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, okay. Then we've got The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Uh we yeah. we have we have gone into multiple conversations about whether or not the fiend is currently being played by Bray or if it's Bo. Um, we've had conversations off air as well as conversations on air about this before. Uh, I personally think, even though the you know the Godfather of dirt sheets uh, Meltzer tells us that uh, tells us that this that. This is still Bray. It's not Bo. Bo's not being used. He's backstage. He's not being used. I think Bo is being used. I think that we get the burned fiend and the regular fiend that show up during WrestleMania on night two. Um, and I think that, that it's going to lead to Randy Orton losing because of that. Uh, so, that being said, um, I think Randy is going to lose. I think Bray Wyatt's going to come out on top. Uh, I want to start with, I'll start with Crowbar this time. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I am aware that the Fiend was burned. I think a human being being burned alive in a pro wrestling ring is stupid. Uh, <laughs> you and the rest of the IWC. Yes, it's also I, murder. I'm it is murder. <laughs> This year we had guys burned. Well, we had people shot, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thrown off a building. <laughs> oh yeah, Rey Mysterio got thrown off a building. Uh, I forgot about that. And they didn't talk about it at uh, all. <laughs> he just appeared two weeks later, like nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> Randy Orton, I guess. Okay, that's per- that's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Ivy. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and feed into that conspiracy a little bit. Um, I have spent a little bit of time going down the rabbit hole myself. I have paused videos. I have looked at images. Um, I, I'm still. She's not talking about Mr. Skin, folks. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, I hate you so much. Oh, okay. Back on track. Um, in my my research, I am still like not really sure if this is like you know, are they using Bray and Bo? Who's who? Mm-hmm. Um, or if we're just all like thinking way too into this. But um, I do think that if the conspiracy is correct, and we have burn the burn fiend versus the real fiend um i think that it would be really good to a really good angle for them kind of like a little loophole to throw us through um to have both of them appear at some point um you know the the match will start off randy and and you know the fiend and then we get you know this whole other 
uh, dynamic thrown in there. And it'll be a really good way, I think, to twist it and give us a very interesting storyline moving forward as to, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, build up for another match. Um, I have been pretty annoyed with the storyline overall with the whole Randy Orton and the Fiend thing. I'm like, just end it, cut it, I'm done. Can't invest any more time in it. Um, but I do think that might keep my interest in it if we go a little bit more with that whole conspiracy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely see it being a win on the Fiend's part, not Randy Orton, even though I do love my, my Randy Orton. So, guess we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. Will? I actually go last on this because I have a wild theory about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to be here That's for Amy. hours. Uh, it's not going to be hours. <laughs> Amy. Right. Um, I think it's going to be the Fiend winning, and I also think that even though they don't haven't really said anything, um, and even if they do entrances and everything, I think it's going to be a cinematic match. Mm. I think they're going to start in the ring. Something's going to happen. They're going to start, bra- like, it, he's going to disappear. Randy might go looking for him and stuff like that, and then it's just going to turn into a, like, vignette, much like what we saw with John Cena last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Will? Alright, so I feel like the Fiend is going to win, but we're going to learn a little more about the Fiend in general. And I think, oh or I have a theory that Alexa Bliss is the one controlling the Fiend. And so the other way around. Yeah. The power I like of the that. P. I think we're going to learn that in this match. The power of the P. Got it. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. I love that. I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, I like that so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got we've got two matches left here. We've got the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I don't think that there's any real debate here. Um, I think that Asuka was doing really well as Raw Women's Champion, and then they just stopped using her appropriately, and then they were going to build to Lacey and Charlotte, and then Lacey got pregnant, and they thought Charlotte got pregnant. <laughs> Um, and so they took Charlotte off TV. And so I think that the, the only real logical way for this to go at this point, because Asuka's kind of had such a, a down time with the Raw Women's Championship, is to put it on Rhea Ripley, re-energize the mm-hmm. belt, and uh, and move forward. So that's that's my take on it. Uh, I'm going to go to Will first. Uh, I completely agree. It's got to be Rhea Ripley, especially with how everything went down with the NXT championship. Uh, women's championship last year at mania yeah. i thought she she should have won that match mm-hmm. and gone over uh charlotte and i think this is her redemption here got it mm-hmm. okay uh let's go to amy uh completely 100 percent agree like you basically took the words out of my mouth like oscar's reign has been kind of lackluster and changing hands will kind of revitalize the championship fair ivy I agree. Um, I do think that, you know, Asuka is another prime example of, you know, someone who was hyped up so well in the very beginning, and now we're just kind of seeing her go stagnant. Um, and I think she has been stagnant for long enough now that it's it's time for that belt to change hands, and let's see what this, you know, what Rhea Ripley can bring to the belt and, and um, you know, give us a different sense of what her championship reign will look like. So I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. Very good. Crowbar. Uh, Oscar, just to be a nonconformist. 
That's fair. <laughs> he doesn't want to be one of the There's demographic. There's variety in here. <laughs> doesn't want to be part of the demographic. All right, last no. but not least, guys, we have the triple threat for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. Uh, three comeback stories, as Amy pointed out on the show uh, two weeks ago. Um, and, then the I- and then the IWC started jumping all over it. Um, I want to hear what you guys have to say about this first. So I'm going to start with uh, with Ivy. This is one I I love seeing Edge in the ring. I love seeing Reigns in the ring. And I love seeing Daniel Bryan in the ring. Um, I think that with that overall, like that, all of them having a comeback story, you know, and that whole redemption movement is, is a great way to really center around this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I necessarily i would love to see edge win because i just absolutely adore him but um i think that we might actually see daniel bryan win this um and i think it's not going to hurt edge it's not going to hurt roman reigns and with that being said if it kind of goes any other way somebody ends up getting hurt like you know their career wise and everything Mm -hmm. so i think that the best way to, to do this is to have daniel bryan come out on top okay fair uh, let's hit Crowbar next here. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Edge. I think Edge and coming back this year was a huge story. It I, mm-hmm. I popped huge for Edge coming back. It was great. Uh, and I, I just think Edge having the heavyweight title put on him, not following any, any of the storylines going on now whatsoever, it would just be a, a really great feel-good moment. And I don't know. I just think it'd be good. Edge. Okay, fair. Will? Um, I'm still I'm still on the fence a little bit, but I, I'm leaning more towards Daniel Bryan, just because you can you can do so much with Daniel Bryan winning it. Roman can still keep his like tribal chief thing going, and Edge is Edge is always going to be a top guy. Like it's mm-hmm. he he he's so well rounded when it comes to just the way that he is in ring, the way that he is on the mic. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, it doesn't hurt him. So I think you put, you put the belt on Daniel Bryan, you give whoever wins uh, the Cesaro versus Rollins match a shot. And then probably whoever wins money in the bank. Yeah. Goes after that belt too. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Amy. So I've gone through this match in so many different scenarios all of them work, can work. So, like, the only reason I'm picking Daniel Bryan is because my heart wants it. Like, I really want to see Daniel Bryan <laughs> again. And I think it's just a great way to end the show. Um, and I also think they're doing a really great job of slowly turning Edge heel in this whole, like, adding Daniel Bryan to the triple threat and him kind of going, like, well, you didn't earn it. Like, what? what this is my shot. So I think him... Even if he gets pinned, like this could just turn him into like the grab the hair edge, like, oh, mm-hmm. how can I get pinned? Like, and then it, you you solidify that heel turn. And then you could even pull a uh, Brock Lesnar, John Cena from all those years ago where Edge just comes and destroys Daniel Bryan at like SummerSlam or something. Yeah. Just kills him. Right. Like, and it just, he wins the title, but he's just that mega heel. And then while Roman could rebuild his empire and prepare for next year's WrestleMania, but like you, you have that storyline already written, and it really can go anyway. But my heart says Daniel Bryan. 
Okay. Yes. Um, I, I, I agree that I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan, but I think it's going to be by way of long-term storytelling here. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Daniel Bryan's going to win this thing. I think that Jay Uso's heel turn only happened because he was under pressure from Roman to do it. And I've been waiting since it happened for Jay to turn back face. So I think WrestleMania is the place for main event Jay Uso to affect the main event. I think he I think he turns face again. I think he betrays Roman. I think that's how Roman takes the pin. And then Edge then Edge can complain that he never lost. Edge mm-hmm. is your first challenger at the at the at the I'm sorry, uh Cesaro is your first challenger at the first pay per view after WrestleMania, which is usually Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank winner uh tries to cash in at the second pay per view and um and then Edge takes it from Brian at SummerSlam in mm-hmm. domineering yep. fashion. I think I think that's because I think that they're gonna want even more people in the stadium than they're gonna have mm-hmm. for SummerSlam. And yeah. I think that that's going to be why they, how they end up justifying waiting to pull the trigger for Edge. Just, just my, you know, how I would book it if I were in the room with the pencil, <laughs> and uh, that would be excellent booking. Now, like that, that actually would be excellent booking. Yeah, if only. Uh, and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to stroke your ego. I'm just saying. That ooh, that wait, hold on. What? Very... Ivy, Ivy stroking something. Hold on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, so listen, folks, uh, we're, we've already run a little bit over here and I, and crowbar has been super patient with us. And, uh, I want to, I want to make sure that we let him go and, and spend this time with his family and, and his, get his rest. Cause he's got to get up for work just like all of us, uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I want to say a huge thank you to crowbar for coming on and joining us, uh, and telling us a little bit more about your career and about you. And we're super excited to, to have you here. We've got to have you back at some point and go into a little bit more Absolutely. detail. Thank you. Um, and and a lot of fun, guys. Thank you. And yeah. Thank it was you. great to meet you. Uh, it was really awesome. Absolutely, fangirl. It was really great meeting yeah. you guys fangirl. too. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. And uh, I've got to say, uh, thank, you. thank you to all of the people who have been interacting in the chat and who have been messaging me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I think I got to everyone's questions tonight um, that that hadn't already been asked or answered. I did have a couple that had already been answered earlier in the show. So if I didn't get to your questions because we already answered it earlier in the show and I want you to go back and watch the show, please remember to follow us on social media. Like, comment, share, subscribe. You can find us at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, I'm going to go and watch NXT TakeOver Part 2 now because we didn't know NXT TakeOver was going to be a two-parter. Um, when uh when we booked the show so i'm gonna make sure i get to watch that and uh to all of our fans enjoy wrestlemania okay even if the booking isn't what you want it to be even if if it's a a show that you don't necessarily find interest in like like i am right now i'm a wrestling fan we do this because we're wrestling fans go enjoy being a wrestling fan it's the biggest show of the darn year enjoy it and just be a fan don't be a critic just be a fan and and get something out of it and uh Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Rewind Wrestling Radio. I've been Ted, uh, along with Will and Ivy and Amy and Crowbar. I say thank you very much. Have a great night, and we will catch you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, will...